Welcome to Choir Talks. Today, reading in Revelation chapter 3, last week we did one of the letters to the churches. This week we're going to do the final letter to a church in chapter 3, which is the church to Laodicea. When I was reading chapter 3, or this letter in particular, the word blind stuck out to me. Um, Robert Burns, the the famous Scottish poet, wrote uh, a poem called To a Louse. And in that poem, uh, the person, the subject of the poem is a woman who is in church. She's dressed finely. She sees herself as this sophisticated, finely dressed, well-kept person. But the person behind her, the, the writer of the poem, sees in her hair lice, sees a particularly a louse. And so his perspective of who she is and her refinement is really different from her own perspective. And he comes back down to a line that says this, oh, to see ourselves as others see us. Um, This week in Revelation chapter 3, that's going to be the issue with the church at Laodicea. They don't really see themselves the way they really, truly are. And so in a way, they are blind. So let's get to the scripture. Sounds like this. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, these are the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. Now, each of the seven letters begins with, um, is from Jesus, and as he is starting his letter, he gives a description of himself, and each description is different. And the descriptions match the issue that was going on in the church in some way or another. So in this description, he says he is the amen, uh, and amen means so be it, or it is so, or just truth. And so he says, this is, these are the words of the truth, the faithful and true witness. So in other words, Jesus, who is the truth, tells the truth. He speaks the truth, because whenever he speaks the truth, he is speaking uh, reliable, uh, faithfully and reliably. So here's what he says to them. He says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are lukewarm rather than cold or hot, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's a pretty stern warning. So what's going on here is that um, this church is, they're not hot in other words, they're not on, on fire and working hard for the Lord with the right heart and motivated and led by the Spirit. On the other hand, they're not to the point where they're just not doing anything. They're not cold. Instead, there's some activity going on there, but their heart is not with the Father. They're not being led by the Spirit. They're lukewarm. If they were hot, he said, I would be able to commend you. If they were cold, then they might recognize their own need and turn to repent. But because they're lukewarm in the middle, uh, then he says, I'm about to spit you out of, out of my mouth. He goes on to detail their problem. He says, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and I don't need a thing. But you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Uh, so you heard that's where the word blind comes in. But it's really very much their attitude. He says, you say I am rich. That's how they see themselves. But the truth is they're poor, pitiful, wretched, blind, and naked. They see themselves in one way, but in in truth, they are something very different. 
they saw a fleshly reality of who they are. They saw a reflection maybe in the culture around them. Maybe they were praised by the culture around them. Or maybe they could look at each other and say, hey, you know what? We have a great church. We have faithful attendance and big prayer meetings and great programs and mission trips and a lot of activity. But in reality, he said, you're not following me and your heart's not with me. You are lukewarm. Uh, so they saw maybe a fleshly reality, but they didn't see what was true in the spirit. So here's our question to us. Do, how, do, how, how do, are we blind? How, in what ways are we blind? If they were blind to the truth of who they are, how might we also be blind? They saw through a lens, but it wasn't the lens of the spirit. Do we start with our own culture and look through the lens of the culture and come to the Bible and say and look for uh, the Bible to match up to culture? Or do we start with the lens of God's truth and see our culture in light of God's truth? Um, If we are not doing that, then we might be blind to what is the real spiritual truth that is around us. If we start with culture, We will be led by them and be blind to what's going on in the spirit. Laodicea was famous for uh, a healing, soothing eye salve that that they made and marketed and sold across the world. But the irony here is the people who made this eye salve were blind and unable to see in the spirit. The Bible is is clear. In the last times, it says, many will be deceived. Um, Jesus spoke about it in Matthew 24. Paul spoke about it in 1 Timothy. Uh, But even now, the spirit of deception is at work. What we assume is reality uh, calls into question the, the truth that is really the truth of the Word of God. Uh, We talk about often in this culture, this is my reality or that's your reality. But the only reality that that we should be following is what does the Spirit say? What does the Bible teach us? That should be our authority. And then he comes down to verse 20. And this is a powerful verse. It's a really important verse. Verse 20, you'll, you'll recognize it right away. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to them and eat with them, and they will eat with me. That's an incredible invitation. Jesus, the King of Kings, described here in Revelation, says, I'm inviting you to this intimate table for two, this this opportunity for fellowship with me where you can know me on a deep level, and and, uh, I will have this communion time with you. It's really an invitation to worship. It's an invitation for them to have a real experience so that their view of reality would be led by the presence of Jesus. Um, But in their busyness, in their perception of their own wealth and lack of need, they are, they're blind to the fact that he is there. So he says, behold. Uh, in other words, here I am. Stop what you're doing and perceive that I am here. And then he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I am, I am knocking on this door. I'm ready to come, in, to come in and have this fellowship with you. But they're not perceiving it because they're not seeing into what is a spiritual reality. 
Hey, I think that we're missing this same spiritual reality, honestly, a lot of times. Jesus is just as much knocking on the door of this church in our lives as he was the church of Laodicea. If we looked into the spirit, that's what we'd recognize. Every time we gather in the building where we are right now, we have an opportunity to open the door and experience the presence of Jesus. He is knocking on the door and in the spirit, and we are blind to recognize it way too often. And so he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Here's the deal. It's a conditional invitation that he makes. It's conditioned on two things. First of all, he says, if any man hear my voice. So it's conditioned that we are bent to listen with spiritual ears, bent to hear in the spirit, to perceive that he is there. Um, Too many times we are busy in our own world, in our own strength, doing things our own way. And so we don't perceive that he is there. He's knocking. He's wanting to have that intimate moment, that worship moment with us. So we've got to be willing. We've got to be open to hear. But there's a willingness, too. He says, if any man open the door. So even if we hear and perceive that he's there, we've got to take that act of the will to open the door and invite him in. Uh, so that that we can have that time with him. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, and hears the promise, I will come in to him and and sup with him or eat with him and he with me. This, This intimate, great moment where we will know Jesus more fully every time that we are at this table. The most intimate times in our lives, if you think about it, come around a table often. That, that family dinner table, that, that uh, romantic dinner for two, it's, it's around tables where we get to know one another more intimately, more deeply. We really begin to understand one another often sitting around a table. And I think that's why Jesus chose this uh, picture and this way to describe this. He wants to be known by us. He is the God of revelation. He wants to be known by us and experienced by us. And too often we are too blind to see that. He ends this letter the same way he ends every letter. He says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So today, I mean, that's a challenge to us. Do we have ears? Are we listening to hear what the Spirit says through this letter to Laodicea, but also to us? Let's pray. Father, God, we love you. Thank you, Lord, that you are knocking on the door. Thank you, Lord, that you want to be known by us and that you want to reveal yourself to us. And Father, I pray for these here and everyone who hears this, God, that that we would hear your voice and open the door and experience and understand you. Father, I pray that we wouldn't be lost in our own blindness. God, that we wouldn't be lost in our own self-sufficiency, that we would recognize our, our need to know you, our need to repent and turn to you and that we'd experience the joy of your presence. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.